following is an Auburn Network production. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067. Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goins and Carter Bird. You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope your Thanksgiving was good. Hope you ate tons and tons of food. Uh, got to spend time with family and friends. I hope you all got to do that. So happy late Thanksgiving. Uh, happy Iron Bowl Eve here in Auburn, Alabama. We have got so much to talk about today. We've got the Egg Bowl to talk about. We've got Lane Kiffin to talk about. We've got Lane Kiffin again to talk about because I feel like you could just say that three, four, five times because there's so much going on with that situation. That's you've, fair. You've got the Iron Bowl coming on tomorrow. You've got basketball. You've got soccer. Eh. There's all kinds of stuff if going USA, on right now. England, you like, know my feelings on this. If you're saying you know my feelings to on this. that, like this is the most American thing out there, trying to beat England. We may get canceled in this town if we tried to talk USA soccer with the Iron Bowl tomorrow. We may get fired if we try to do that. Don't, that's just not true. This is USA England 1776 War of 1812. Let's go, baby. we'll mention it we'll mention it as the second half gets underway in the world cup usa england tied at zero we'll mention it if they if somebody scores but jacob go with carter bird we're joined by jack cutting in studio all day today how are you fellas how was your thanksgiving guys? what's up guys i walked into a quintessential just a match between you two here today on the validity of soccer in uh, in this town it's not necessarily the validity of soccer it's the fact that it's USA versus versus England and what that means. It's a big match. Country. I get it. I get it's a big match. And I, look, aren't you surprised that I have at least had it on when you got here today? No, because it's the biggest <laughs> thing happening right now on television. So I've got it on. And we'll, we'll keep the people updated, but we're not going to talk about that for two hours. We've got other things to talk about. Ridiculous. We've got... Uh, <laughs> that's fine that's fine well look happy thanksgiving happy late thanksgiving to you and all of our listeners uh again hopefully you were able to spend it with family friends get all the g- good delicious food and all of that but we have got so much to talk about today here on iron bowl eve and rivalry weekend it's already underway we saw the egg bowl last night we're going to get into that in just a second phone lines are open all day folks we'd love to hear from you 334-321-1390 is the number to put you through to us What are your thoughts on the Egg Bowl last night? What are your thoughts on Lane Kiffin and his comments and his thoughts? And how are you feeling about him being, is he still the leader in the clubhouse right now to be Auburn's next head football coach? We'll talk about that later on as well. Plus the Iron Bowl tomorrow. What are your thoughts? Who's going to win? Does Auburn have a chance in Tuscaloosa tomorrow? We'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390. This is, uh, Jack just handed me this. On this day, 200 and... 49 years ago, the last British troops evacuated New York City. There you go. 
So you're saying it's destiny that the United States wins today? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? The wow. US, the U.S. men's national team tweeted that out, and they uh, they quote tweeted this tweet. It was military history, and it's it said, you know, what Carter says, the British troops evacuate New York City. <laughs> it said later that day, Washington marches into the city as the head of a triumphant continental army, and the U.S. men's national uh, team tweets over it. They go, oh, my God, like in all capital letters. Well, while you were saying that, the United States just had a fantastic scoring opportunity, and he absolutely sailed it. I mean, just I mean, launched it over that the over the net. So they've they've been playing better here in the last uh, little little bit of this game. Yeah, he sailed it. Anyway, three three four three two one thirteen ninety is the number to put you through to us. If you call in and want to talk about soccer, you can just turn my microphone off and talk to these two gentlemen. If you want to talk everything else going on, I'd love to join you. I didn't say anything. I I don't know anything. About I just soccer. think it's a That's little fine. bit un un American to just act like. Did, it's not un-American. <laughs> I'm just saying. There's other things to talk about right now. I'm well aware. The Egg Carter, Bowl. Do you think Carter knows what offsides means? In yes. soccer? <laughs> wow. Get off me. Wow. I know this. Oh, my goodness. Look, the Egg Bowl was last I night, know. fellas. Did you watch? Please tell me you at least watched the Egg Bowl so we could talk Absolutely, about that. I okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, what did you think about, last night? It went about how I expected that game to go, it especially is, when yeah. the rain started. It's going. always so much fun. It's always ugly, but it's always fun. The Egg Bowl last night. Mississippi State, the Golden Egg, is going back to Starkville, Stark Vegas, if you will. What'd you guys think of Mississippi State? Mike Leach, his first win in the Egg Bowl. Well, good for him. And there's a lot of rumors that this might be his last Egg Bowl. So I'm happy for him. I'm happy that he went and got this victory. I thought that they had a lot to play for with the rumors around that. And I uh, expected them to come out and play well. I thought they did. I love what Zach Arnett, that D defensive coordinator, did all game long. And you heard Kiffin in his post-game press conference talk about it. He talked about, look, they lined up, went cover zero against us, and just blitzed us all night. And that's why we couldn't run the ball. And we weren't winning on the outside. We weren't getting the ball to our guys. And when we did, they dropped it. Yeah. Jackson Dart was like yeah. 33 of 38. I or no, he was he was 30 of 38 30, yeah. with six drops. <laughs> with six drops. And some of those were very, very crucial One drops. One of them was a touchdown that would have given all the momentum to Ole Miss. Yeah, and touchdown. We, and we are, you had two or three that were first downs on Mingo, third yeah. down Mingo situations. Mingo had about as bad of a mm-hmm. night as I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, and they again, one of them was the touchdown. A couple of them, like Jack said, were gimme first downs where then Ole Miss had to give the ball back to Mississippi State. I think it's impressive. We said, and you and I, Carter, had Mississippi State winning in in Oxford against Ole Miss. I think a lot of people picked Mississippi State to win, and they did. But it's still impressive for them to go into Oxford with everything going on and beat Lane Kiffin. And, of course, in his postgame presser, the media went after him. And there was a lot of people asking do this? Do the distractions around you and the Auburn job, the Auburn opening, did that have anything to do with this, right? Did Does your team, were they distracted and maybe didn't get enough preparation because they're hearing all the outside noise? Are you? Do you plan on being the head coach at Ole Miss next year if Auburn offers you the job? Yes, I do. He said, I plan to be here. I'll be honest. I, I think the Ole Miss media has not shown the ability to, to – they haven't actually pushed him as much as I think they should. I think they should ask him a lot more pointed questions all week long and then even in the postgame presser. I didn't think that uh, they, they've pressed him enough, and 
that's just my opinion as somebody who's who's been on the media side of things. And uh, I thought it was hilariously funny that Lane decided to kind of take the press conference off the rails for a few minutes and yeah. uh, go after John Sokoloff, who was in the room. He, yes, he did. That's he attacked him. Yeah, yeah. Very, like just right the off the rip. Yeah, like Carter said who was in the room, and I thought an an even an even more interesting quote on the night was, and I can't remember the exact language, but it was something to the effect of. Um, Lane Kiffin was ex- explaining what John Sokoloff had done and then said, I'm just going to throw stuff, you know, at the wall. And then, um, you know, maybe he's right. And he kind of mentioned that passing by, but it was almost one where I was like, how is that not the, the headline of the mm-hmm. day of maybe he's right? And I well, don't think that's exactly what he meant. I think but, he was talking about broader picture, throwing stuff right, at right, the right, wall right, and right. maybe you get it right. I get where you can make the, connect the dot that, oh, he's saying, John Sokoloff is right. Yeah. And and maybe so, right? And he he referenced when all of that went down, he had to have the team meeting on Wednesday and talk or Tuesday or Wednesday and telling his team, I haven't taken another job. I'm still the head coach at Ole Miss. And now this is where the fireworks begin. This is where everybody is watching Lane Kiffin in Oxford, Mississippi to figure out what is next. Because late last week and early this week, of course, we had shows on Monday and Tuesday. That was the conversation, and it's been, after the Egg Bowl, what happens with Auburn's head coaching vacancy and what happens with Lane Kiffin? Is that what happens, or does Auburn go somewhere else? Well, now it's the day after the Egg Bowl. It's the day before the Iron Bowl, and this is that time frame, that window we've been talking about for weeks for the Auburn head coaching search, either the day before the Iron Bowl or between the Monday after. Well, fellas, we're in the the front end of that. And there's so much uncertainty right now because we've talked about it. Auburn hasn't given up anything. And I mean nothing. And I like that. Yeah, I do too. And I think that's going to be a staple in John Cohen's athletic director tenure at Auburn. I and that was that was the case at Mississippi State. He was always he was always very guarded with the information that he would that he would um that he had. And then once he made a hire, it was like, oh, no, nobody heard about that. And so I do think that there's some of that here, but I also think that it it looks like Lane is the guy that Auburn has put not all their chips in, but I think he's their number one guy right now. I think it's very obvious that an offer has not officially been made, but he knows about an offer. Um, and from all the smoke that's on the message boards, that's on everywhere, I'm leaning, I mean, I'm still leaning towards Lane Kiffin's Auburn's head coach next year. Well, I'd love to hear what our listeners think because it seems like there's been a lot of momentum behind Lane Kiffin, but maybe some of that has been drawn back a little bit because of the loss last night in the Egg Bowl, because of some of the comments. I understand, but because of some of the comments that we've seen from, from people and around Lane Kiffin in the last few days, what do you guys think? I mean, do you still want or think Lane Kiffin's going to be the head coach? 334-321-1390. The comment and the question that he was asked last night where if Auburn offers you their head coaching job, do you still expect to be the head coach at Ole Miss next season? And he said yes. And now I know he's supposed to say that because you can't say, actually, no, I think if they offered me, I think I would take it. But he (laughs) still answered the question. He hasn't seeing the offer so he can say that and he can get out of out of the uh whatever you want to call it the 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 room with taking the heat off off himself and then when the offer does come and it's more than likely going to come we we know that i think then 
you may see the the walking back of some of the comments. Yeah, and last coaches night. coaches will get by that all the time. I mean, the the famous the most famous one is Nick Saban at the Miami Dolphins. He tells the entire room, "You can keep saying it. I'm not going to be the head coach at Alabama." And then a mere days later, he becomes the head the head coach at Alabama. I mean, there's he obviously knew about the contract or whatever smoke around it was beforehand. So they get off it, coaches get off with this stuff all the time. I think I think it is. It's important to choose your words wisely if you're a head coach in this scenario. But at the same time, I don't think that there's anything. I don't think that there's anything that he's telling you by just those three words. Right, and it comes back to what else is he supposed to say? Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. that's the answer he is supposed to give and has to give if he doesn't want it to all just fall apart. Right. right so right. that's the answer he has to give. But. I was interested to see what the press conference was going to look like after the game with them losing in Oxford. Now, officiating wasn't great last night. It was not great either way, right? I mean, this was a sloppy game officiating-wise. It was a sloppy game weather-wise. Mississippi State comes in. They win the ball game. Both teams are now 8-4. and So you look at the state of both of those programs. But again, all of the focus is on Lane Kiffin and whether he's going to stay at Ole Miss or he's going to come and coach at Auburn. So it's interesting to see the focus and the attention that he's getting around the Egg Bowl, which is always exciting in itself on Thanksgiving night. But this one obviously had a few more sets of eyes and a little bit more drama behind the result as well. Let's get to the phone lines, 334-321-1390. Spectre, you're on the line. Welcome in. Hey, um, I was listening in, and somebody, one of your, uh, Carter said there's another guy there. Must have been him. Speaking about the loss at the Egg Bowl, he said, oh, that's just one game. Let me tell you something. Lane Kiffin has lost four of his last five games. He has. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's not just, oh, it's just one game at the Egg Bowl. No, he's lost four out of five. Spectre, so, so yeah. we've we've done this a few times with you, and you don't want Lane Kiffin. You don't want Hugh Freeze. Who do you want then? I told you already. I mean, it, are you absent-minded or what? Who who do you want? Urban Meyer. Okay. Okay. I don't think that's going to happen, but okay. And I think your point, it stands. He has lost four out of his last five, and that goes into the conversation. They were asking him if the distractions were the cause of the loss last night. Does say, that get into since, some of these losses as well? Since also, keep all, in, I, I, sorry. I think I, I think his loss last night came in the first quarter when he was in on the maybe five, six-yard line or something like that decided not to go for the three points mm-hmm. and go for the fourth down try. And you look at the end of the game. Right. If he'd had those if he'd had those three points, he'd have won the game. Yeah, uh, questionable calls for sure. And then, of course, his team's yeah. performance wasn't good. We talked about the drops early on as well. Absolutely. I'm going to call you back in the second hour about the Iron Bowl. All right, we talk appreciate it, Specter. We appreciate the call. You're joining us here on the Friday edition of On the Line, 334-321-1390. You guys have thoughts or something yeah, on that just the what i would say about the it's only one game comment that i make is we were talking specifically about the egg bowl now if you want to look at the past few games that old miss has done i mean one look who they've played they started with an alabama team where they took them down to the wire it was for the sec west championship essentially they were going to try not the championship but they were going to try and win the west if they won that game and they were darn near close to doing it too since Auburn has fired Brian Harson. Lane Kiffin's team has been losing. You can't tell me there's not a correlation between Lane is not all the way in it right now. 
And it, it his team I lost. It, yeah. I think his team lost the ability to go back to the college football, not to go back to go to the college football playoff. There's obviously going to be some sort of. I don't want to say he quit doing his job, but there's obviously going to be some sort of lack of motivation to continue doing it, especially when you got an offer like Auburn's, like we've heard is Auburn's on the table right now. I don't think that that's necessarily something that you can just write off and say, oh, well, he's going to put that beside and and not do. I think that there's parts of the job that Lane just, you can't do if you're considering something like that. Right. And I and think your it's team's not in it still. Yeah. It's human nature. I mean, you, you, you can try to not let something like that impact your decision making, like Spectre was talking about, some questionable play calls, right? Or mm-hmm. impact how you prepare your team or impact how your team thinks of you going into a ball game, right? That's human nature. Whether you say, oh, I can block it out. It's not going to affect me. It's not going to affect my team. That's fine. You can say that. But there's some part in your brain that you cannot control that it will impact you psychologically somehow, whether you control it or not. So Lane Kiffin also put up 700 yards against Arkansas <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. You can't one. tell me you don't want an offensive play caller like that, especially when you know that you can get defensive talent that Ole Miss simply cannot get at Auburn. Yeah. Look, and, and, and I think something we need to also keep in mind here, what has Ole Miss been historically? What have they been historically? Because Lane Kiffin's taken them to a level of relevancy and to to a level where they can compete with the big boys more consistently than they have in a long time. Let's get to our first break here in hour number one. We'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390. Talking Auburn coaching search later on. Talking the Iron Bowl. All coming up here on the line. It's Carter Bird from ESPN 1067's On the Line. Join Jack Hudden and me after every Auburn University football game this season for After the Game. Jack and I will be providing post-game analysis and taking your calls. Sound off on the Auburn game as soon as it's over. Join After the Game on ESPN 1067. Presented by Urgent Care Clinic. Open at 8 a.m. seven days a week. No appointment necessary and no wait times. Get better with urgency at Urgent Care Clinic in Auburn. Individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, U.S. Tax Shield can help you take back control. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Our team of tax attorneys can stop collections and get you protected. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the BBB, so call 800-494-6139. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-494-6139. Individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, U.S. Tax Shield can help you take back control. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Our team of tax attorneys can stop collections and get you protected. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the BBB, so call 800-494-6139. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-494-6139. Auburn Networks LLC is looking for organizations that regularly distribute information about employment opportunities to job applicants or have job applicants to refer. If your organization would like to receive notifications of job vacancies with our stations, please notify us at P.O. Box 950, Auburn, Alabama 36831 or at info at You can also call 334-826-2929. Auburn Networks LLC is an equal opportunity employer. 
Hey sports fans, Jeff Myers here, pastor of First Baptist Church of Opelika. Well, it is Thanksgiving time. It's Thanksgiving season. It's a time for families to gather together. It's a time to eat all kinds of incredible food. And yes, it is a time for football. Thanksgiving Day, it is just a tradition that we're gonna watch game after game after game. And yet historically, there are two teams that always seem to play on Thanksgiving who we know as the Dallas Cowboys and the Detroit Lions. And let's just be honest with ourselves, at least for the last quarter century, neither one of them has really been a contender. So why do we continue to watch these games in these places? It all goes back to decades ago when the NFL wanted to experiment with a game on Thanksgiving, and they were actually willing to try it with their fan base, and they've been rewarded for many years past. Oftentimes, we don't realize the decisions of today may bring favor or the opposite years down the road. Y'all have a great day. You are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Let's get back to the phone lines. 334-321-1390. Ed, you're on the line. Welcome in. Hey, guys. Hey, I was just going to, if I could, just go through and just talk about the coaching situation. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Lane Kiffin, I think that one of the main reasons he's the number one consideration is because he is, and deservedly so, considered one of the best offensive minds in college, you know, play college and such as that. And mm -hmm. if he could get a great, you know, uh, defensive coordinator, then, you know, he can handle the offensive side. As far as and then, you, but, but it, it, it's not him. You look at Dion, uh, the recruiting and all of that would just go off the roof. But you think about you know with Bruce Pearl saying we're everything still. You know, Dion was a great baseball player, mm -hmm. and he's well known. It would help all recruiting in every sport to have a coach like him. And and Breeze to me, he seems kind of like a redneck captain. It is all it kind of comes down. I, you know, that's it. I, 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 I would not hate having freeze there, but it just doesn't. And, and but, but then some guys that is Cadillac, he could work. And I think this has been how uh, Nick Saban won most of his championships, not all of them, not the early ones. But he got great offensive and defensive coordinators under him. Right. Five-star talent. And, and, you know, Cadillac could definitely do that. And two, two outsiders that I've been looking at, you know, since Sonny Dykes, I've, you know, but Luke Brickle and then David Randa, that's three of them, sorry. And, but, you know, the, who's to say? It's, it, it's, to me, it's just a little – it seems like it's uh, Lane Kiffin and – if it is, you know, I'm all behind whoever it is. But, but what do you guys think about uh, – uh, what do you think about, in particular, Dion? What, what, what does he with, offer? With Dion, in my opinion, Ed, I think you're absolutely right. If Auburn were to go the Dion Sanders route, recruiting would – skyrocket immediately within the snap of a finger. I think you would see Auburn get massive recruits immediately. Long term, I don't know how well he could recruit here. I'm not saying he couldn't do it, but I just don't know if he could sustain that success that he would have right off the rip when he was hired. And then something we've sort of talked about is 
his lack of coaching experience at this level, right? I think you can see he's a good coach. He's done great things down to JSU. Obviously, they are uh, a powerhouse at that level now. But this is a whole different ball game. We've seen that already, bringing somebody in that didn't quite have the experience that this job requires, right? And I don't know if he could do it. Again, not saying he can't, not saying he wouldn't be successful, but I would rather Auburn with this particular hire, with how important it is, with everything going on that's lining up behind the scenes, I don't think Auburn can go the route of a Deion Sanders where the coaching experience is not quite there. I think that's just a little bit too big of a gamble. But his recruiting at the rip when he got hired would be astronomical. Well, 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 uh, let me just ask you real quick, and I think so. Kiffin is pretty much your, uh, and that's no, that's no problem with that, you know. Yeah, I think Kiffin's probably. Yeah, he's probably my my number one if I had to choose. And, And again. Every every name that's popped up, in my opinion, has their drawbacks. I think that's just normal. But I think Lane Kiffin is the number one, and I think he's my pick too just because of his experience, of his offensive mind that Auburn needs. And like you said, go and get a good defensive coordinator. You don't have to worry about it. And he can come to Auburn and put up big numbers. He put up 700 yards of offense with an Ole Miss team. Think about what he could do with athletes at Auburn, right? So, yeah, I think Lane Kiffin is is my number one for sure. I understand that, and the one, and I know that you probably addressed this, or you know, you can after hang up. But the one thing that you, a lot of people, uh, worry about with uh, Lane that he may, if he has a, you know, wins a national championship, so he may go pro. Right. Right. I mean, and, I mean so Ed, I'll a, I'll trade a national championship if I'm an Auburn fan for oh, for yeah, a coach sure. that leaves to go pro. Absolutely. A- a- absolutely, and uh, uh, but I mean. It, it, might not get a natty from it, but if yeah. he just improves us a lot, that that he may go pro, and that somebody like uh, Freeze or somebody might be here, you know, for as long as he wins. Mm-hmm. That's so, the only thing I've kind of heard. I I firmly believe that in some capacity, an Auburn, a hiring of Lane Kiffin at Auburn, <clears throat> it is a mercenary r- relationship. He's going to pull yeah. you out of the, the, the depths that you're in right now. He's going to yeah. bring you back to relevancy at near the top of this conference. If he <laughs> leaves, if he leaves on his own, okay, like that's fine, yeah. but he sets you up to then go get your guy that you want for 10, 15 years, ideally. And I think, yeah. and I, as, as somebody who's, who's followed Auburn his entire life, I firmly believe that that's a hundred percent fine with me. That's fine with a lot of Auburn fans, and honestly, it'd be really fun. And I think Lane Kiffin has a certain drive right now to be the one to beat Nick Saban, to be the one to retire Nick Saban, to take down the Alabama dynasty. That I find really intriguing. Okay, okay. Let me ask you one more question, mm-hmm. and this is on a little tangent, and I'll let you go. Uh, with, with what you just said, I agree a hundred percent with everything you just said. That it could. Uh, how many players? And I think it could be as high as forty. Or, how many players to the transfer portal and recruiting do you think Auburn can add this year? And I'm gonna hang up and listen and bore you guys. Yeah, we appreciate the call, Ed. As we are up against the break, so briefly, if you can get that in. If not, we'll address it when we come back. Forty to forty-five. I think that's that's probably what's gonna end up happening because there's going to be a lot of turnover on this roster. You need almost an entirely new offensive line room. You're gonna go get a quarterback. There's you're gonna see 
roster turnover that we've never seen at a school ever because the signing limit is gone. Mm-hmm. And and with a new coach, you can essentially cut guys as long as you honor their scholarship monetarily, like financially. So as long as somebody picks up the, the tab, it's what Lincoln Riley did at USC. But now with no no limit on the signing limit, you can turn over the roster however much you want, which I think will happen under Lane Kiffin. To it's go a, over yeah. what... Uh, sorry, and we'll, we'll, I'll get that on the next go-round. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll address this some yeah. more when we come back. we got to get to a break. We'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390. Still talking Auburn's coaching search in the Iron Bowl when we come back. Daily with Kevin Flanagan, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic, with locations in Auburn and Opelika to better serve you. Proverbs 27.1 says, do not boast about tomorrow, for you don't know what a day may bring forth. Hi, I'm Kevin Flanagan with the Edge Daily. 30 years ago, I had a board member who used to work with me on our fundraising event. We would figure how many people getting involved, at what level, would bring what kind of results. When we were finished, we would look at the huge number for a moment, and then he would invariably comment with a chuckle on how we were awesome at raising money on paper. Then we would cut the number by three quarters and make our realistic projection. It's easy to conquer nations and heal and save thousands in the planning room. I still dream big, plan, and project how to get there. But I do not go out and brag about what we will do. Too many things can intercept those plans, and ultimately, the outcome belongs to the Lord. Today, be diligent and allow God to accomplish what he desires, then brag about him. 1 Corinthians one thirty one tells us, Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Don't miss any of the Edge Daily devotional challenges. Go download the free The Edge Daily app at your device app store today. And take a look at how The Edge can partner with your company at BeTheEdge.com. And a shout out to these Edge partner companies, Domino's, Point Broadband, and the Auburn Network. Take a look at the website for the Iron Sharpening Iron Lunches being brought to you by the Edge. Now, go be the Edge. My joints aren't what they used to be. Routine exercise, playing ball outside with the kids, riding bikes on vacation. I never worried about keeping up. But now, my joint pain has started slowing me down. I decided to make an appointment with the orthopedic clinic. Their surgical partners had the experience, technology, and personalized approach to care that I was looking for. Best of all, it was close to home. I'm thankful I chose the orthopedic clinic. Don't let joint pain slow you down. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule your appointment today. ESPN 106.7 celebrates the season of giving with the 12 days of Christmas. Merry Christmas! 12 prizes, 12 sponsors, 12 chances for you to win. Prizes include a jewelry by design $300 gift card, a $300 store gift card to Gory's Furniture Express, a $300 shopping spree at Elizabeth Boutique, and a boozy bubble rental at the Collegiate Hotel with a $25 gift card. To enter, text the word 12 to 59925. That's the word 12 to 59925. Data rates may apply. Or register at ESPNAU.com. While you're there, see rules for all of our contests. Prizes awarded each weekday beginning December 1st. A new prize, a new winner every day. It's the 12 days of Christmas. Celebrate and win with ESPN 1067. 
the 8th Annual Christmas Community Concert Series sponsored by the Music Ministry of Auburn United Methodist Church begins this Sunday with a sensational a cappella performance by Voctive. Celebrate the music of the Advent season with the 11 beautiful voices of Voctive. The concert is free this Sunday afternoon, November 27th at 3 in the Sanctuary at AUMC. Details at ChristmasInAuburn.com. The line with Jacob Goins and Carter Bird on ESPN 106.7 Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Thirty minutes into hour number one here on the Friday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. Jacob Go with Carter Bird joined by Jack Hutton in studio for all of today's show on this Iron Bowl Eve. We'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390. We'll head to the phone lines. Terry, you're on the line. Welcome in. How's it going, all y'all? How y'all doing? We're doing What's great, Terry. Fantastic. Um, I got asked several times yesterday on the holiday by my members of my family, why was I such a Hugh Freeze guy? And I thought about it, and I said, this is the answer I gave. Uh, because I think he would be the best fit. And I think nobody would desire him to be at Auburn more than he would. And I think he would work tirelessly and endlessly. This is why I've been such a Hugh Freeze guy. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. I'm starting to hear chatter. Of course, you hear you know hear Lane Kiffin saying all the, the the things. I'm not going anywhere. They're you know whatever. You know I don't I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. No, nobody does. <laughs> no, I don't right. Think so. so you hear that? But so you're right. You're right, Jacob. 703 yards and you lose. That's that's pretty bad. Yeah. I'd go out and get. No, I mean, he goes out and get somebody like Travis Williams, who you know wants to be at Auburn. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's just that's just school. But I just think Hugh Freeze would be the guy that would want to be there and work tirelessly. Yeah, and 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 I get humored by people who say he's got a past. Well, everybody's got a pass. Well, you forgave Bruce Pearl, didn't you? That's right. Yeah. That's fair. So, I'm interested. Hey, Terry, it's Jack. Um, hey, I'm Jack. interested in what you think about. So you talk about fit with, with Hugh Freeze. I think you're right on. I think you're dead on with that. What do you think about the way Lane would fit at Auburn? I mean, what do you? how good of a fit do you think that would be? I think it would be a pretty good fit, but it would be more of a fit on his end. He would have to make some adjustments to his sure. style. Yeah, yeah, and it would work and because, I agree with that. But I really believe that eventually Lane Kiffin's going to end the NFL again. Yeah. And and I, he's a West Coast guy, naturally San Francisco, something like that, San Diego. But I fear Jerry Jones the most because, he, you know, Jerry Jones has messed up a lot of careers, and he'll mess up his too. <laughs> fair. <laughs> that's, that's fair. And, you know, when you talk about fit, and um, uh, it was Ed asking me who my pick was, and my number one is Lane Kiffin, but there is a little bit of hesitancy to it. And I think it is the fit factor because, yeah, Lane would fit here but when you think of Auburn and Lane Kiffin it doesn't just 100% match it's not just the perfect puzzle piece right it doesn't just make you feel good like yeah this is an Auburn guy that they would bring in but he's going to be a really good coach if he if they bring him in so I'm kind of okay with that see I'm 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 afraid to uh tell Terry my my true number one because he hates the idea Dan Lanning? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I won't, I, you know, don't, don't let me. The guy hates the idea. I just don't think he's ready. I think you need more of a window of, of proof. Which is fair. fair. Which okay. is a fair argument. That's fair. The idea of hitting that home run right now and having him be your guy for 15, 20 years is really intriguing. Well, what about the situation you brought up? If they bring in Lane for three, four years, he makes Auburn relevant again, and he leaves for the NFL, then you bring in Dan Lanning for 15, 20 years. Dan Lanning is not going to be successful for the taking. Somebody else in the SEC is going to snap him up. I promise you that. Well, I, let me ask you, Carter, did you hear what I just said? 
I said, is, is he a good coach or is he this year's Mel Tucker? Which is something you've brought up before, which I very well could be. a very, very good coach. Well, it's, and I think the other the other side of that can occur as well is, is he this year's Mel Tucker or is he a few years ago's Kirby Smart? I think there's a very, I think there's a very comparable a very difference point, with him. Jack. Very good point. Which very only, good. only time will tell, which is what makes all of this so much fun. The one thing I do know is this, if it's Lane Kiffin or Hugh Freeze, They'll leave Auburn a lot better off than Brian Harson and them idiots left them. Very much, Terry. We <laughs> could bring, we could leave Auburn in a better spot you know than what, Brian Harson you know did. You know what's really odd and just stupid and petty that I've seen? Brian, Brian Harson, Harson is retweeting anything yep. that looks like it's damaging to Auburn right now. Yeah. and I think that dude just needs to get the heck out of town. Guys, take care. Yeah, appreciate the call, Terry. That's Terry joining us here on the line. We'd love to hear from you as well. We've had great callers already. 334-321-1390. Well, gentlemen, let's take a little bit of a sidestep here because we do want to talk about the Iron Bowl here in hour number one. We'll talk about it a lot more in hour number two and the coaching search as well. But Iron Bowl is tomorrow, and Auburn is on the road in Tuscaloosa. They are big, big underdogs against Alabama. But a lot of people feel that Auburn can cover a three-touchdown spread. Yeah, I think they can cover a three-touchdown spread. I think it is a lot, a whole lot, to ask them to go into Bryant-Denny and win that game, though. And I think some people are maybe getting a little too card ahead of the horse on that because yeah. they're, the, the, the expectation is almost like, well, Cadillac, he's got to play well. Like They're going to go do it. And then, well... Auburn's struggling right now to complete a four pass, and you got you have to do that in a in a game against a team like Alabama, especially on the road. He's an Auburn guy, but Cole Kublick this morning picked Auburn to win the Iron Bowl this uh, time. I think on head to head on uh, I think it was AL.com or something. Fascinating. But it, yeah, it was it was odd because I do think that Auburn's going to have a lot of momentum going into this one. I think that they are the more uh, I, I guess I would say they they're getting up for it more than Alabama. I think there's an argument that could be made for that. Uh, but at the same time, I, I think Alabama's got a lot more, maybe not maybe not a lot more, but more talent on the roster. I think the fact that they're uh, in Bryant they definitely Denny, have more talent yeah, on the roster, yeah. and I think Bryant Denny should give them in conjunction with that. Right, a, a big advantage. Right, and of course we'll hold our picks until the the second hour. We'll make our picks for that and all the other games coming up tomorrow because college football today and tomorrow really really big games. Lots of college football playoff implications. But just looking at the Iron Bowl in the situation that we're looking at here, we've talked about it a little bit earlier in the week that Auburn doesn't have anything really to play for except itself, Cadillac, and everything like that. Alabama doesn't have anything to play for. Right, they're playing for what a New Year's Six bowl. They yeah. don't care about that. And then a very, it would have to be a very funky train of events happening to get them into the college football playoffs. So right. I don't think that that's, I don't think that that's something that they're going to realistically be up to playing for. The only thing that both teams have to play for is to win the Iron Bowl to beat the other one, obviously. But outside of that, Auburn's playing for themselves and playing for Cadillac and playing to to not let this program crash and burn, which they have done a great job at preventing that. Alabama doesn't have that. They don't have anything because they're not going to the playoff. They're not going to Atlanta. So this is uncharted waters for Nick Saban's Alabama teams where coming into the Iron Bowl, this is not a game that they just have to win because even if they do, that's not going to change anything. If they lose, sure, they may go to a lesser bowl game, but are they really going to care? And at that point, are we going to start seeing Alabama players sit out and start going and preparing to play in the NFL? Probably. So... How much of that will play into the game tomorrow 
I think will be really, really interesting to see throughout Nick Saban's entire career. It's been he always has his teams focused, ready to play, get up for the game. That's put into the test tomorrow. Yeah, I, I, I think when you talk about this game tomorrow, it's uh, – I wonder if Alabama's still bought in because there is a doomsday scenario <laughs> where TCU loses, God USC forbid. loses, uh, Michigan – and or one of Michigan or Ohio State lose, then you get Clemson to lose to South Carolina. Like, you get all these dominoes that fall – and Alabama theoretically could sneak LSU loses in the uh, to Texas A&M or to Georgia. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of dominoes that would have to fall, but there's like this small glimmer of hope. I think personally, I think the loser of Ohio State Michigan gets in over Alabama. I agree. Yeah, that's what I think is going to happen. And I think basically all you need is one of USC, Clemson, and TCU to survive. One of them has to survive. TCU should handle business. USC, tough matchup. Notre Dame. I think that their their offense is really, really, really good, though. And it'll be a Heisman moment for uh, Caleb Williams. And um, Clemson, oh my gosh, if South Carolina pulls that up. <laughs> Dude, it'd be crazy. But uh, we'll talk about all of those games later on. But they all play into the motivation factor behind Alabama tomorrow in the Iron Bowl. It's going to yeah, be interesting, absolutely. I think, to watch Auburn's defense tomorrow because, interestingly enough, that's been the unit that I've been most impressed with when it comes to what this team's been able to do under under Cadillac Williams. I mean, I think the offense has run the ball better. I think that they've called more things that are better for this Auburn team, but the defense has been playing with a new motivation. I think for Auburn to have a shot in the Iron Bowl, I think this is going to have to be a lower-scoring game for Auburn to have a shot. I don't think the offense is going to be able to throw the ball very well. Uh, I think they'll be able to move it. I think the running game will work uh, to an extent for Auburn, but I think that defense is going to have to keep a minute. Thing is, I think they can do it. I really think they can do it. It's just got to fall the right way. Yeah, and when you look at the the spread and the total, it's moved from twenty one and a half to twenty two for Alabama. So a couple people don't putting some money that. on that, yeah. and the total is fifty and a half. So you're looking at you're looking at a lot of points for Alabama and not a lot of points for Auburn, going by what the people in Vegas are saying right now. Um, but a fifty point total is not a lot. I mean, in the Iron Bowl, you just never know what you're going to well, get. They're, but they're not expecting Auburn to, to score. Right, a lot. and that's exactly it. They're not expecting Auburn to score much at all. It's and like a thirty-five, fourteen-ish kind of mm-hmm, game is, yeah. is what they're going for. I right, mean, I exactly. Just, I just don't know about that. I mean, I don't see this being a three-touchdown game. But really looking don't. at it from the outside, right? If you were to just, if you're somebody in Vegas who hasn't watched Auburn or Alabama play much at all or just very very little and you look at this Iron Bowl number seven Alabama nine and two at home it's an Auburn team who's five and six they're under an interim head coach whatever right that's a that's a realistic score 35-14 when you look at it where sure Auburn competes because it's the Iron Bowl but Alabama's just way too good they're going to beat them bad in the second half that's a legitimate thought and I think it could be the case but I think Auburn plays better than that tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I certainly, I think I agree with you. I mean, it's, I don't see this being a three touchdown game, and I mean, of course, we'll give our picks later. But right, um, I see the Auburn defense keeping them, keeping them in it for. I, I'm thinking this is a game going into the fourth quarter. I'm it thinking, very well I'm could be. Auburn is I in agree. it at least. But here's the problem: Auburn's got to score. 
guys. They've got to find ways to move the football on an Alabama defense that's not as good as it has been. They've got to find ways to get the football down the field, and when they do, you've got to score. This is not a game where Auburn can come in and just settle for field goals. I mean, you just can't do it. It's the Iron Bowl. We've talked about it. Auburn has absolutely nothing to lose here. I mean, nothing. So if you have... Pull a Steve Spurrier. If you've got a fourth down within the 50-yard line, go for it. I mean, just do it. What do you got to lose, in my opinion? Yeah. Yeah. Because the offense can't do anything. I mean, realistically, besides running the ball, they haven't shown a whole lot. And so whether you figure out Robbie Ashford throwing the ball a little bit or run with Tanks Bigsby or run with Jarquez Hunter or my thing, run with Robbie Ashford, do whatever you got to do. But to win, you've got to score. Now, whether that's defensive touchdowns, maybe a punt return for a touchdown, you got to find something to get points on the board because yeah, be Alabama's going to get theirs. It would be very helpful to get a non-offensive touchdown for Auburn. I think the other thing is you're going to have to see this Auburn offensive line step up like they have the last few weeks. We've seen them play better than they have for the majority of the year. You wonder how much of that is just based off the motivation under Cadillac. I, I, I mean – I don't necessarily know. Again, I'm not the biggest connoisseur of offensive line talent and or very fine-tuned details of what an offensive lineman does well, um, but it just it seems like they've played better. The rushing stats are better, so I think Auburn's going to have to run the football well, but you know, of course you're going to have to have some throws hit by Robbie Ashford to win this game. No, there's no doubt. I think if Auburn's defense can hold Alabama to 25 points or less, I think you've got a chance to win. And uh, I and I think Auburn's defense can do that. I really do. I'm not sold on that, um, just because. Well, my thought the, is, look the, at Alabama's receivers and fact. stuff like that. I, I I understand, but Bryce Young is special. He's he is. so special. His ability to escape pressure, to escape the pocket, to buy time. I think that's going to be huge. And granted, I I do think something that is that is big in this game is what percent healthy is Jameer Gibbs what percent healthy is he he, sure. he missed last week he's been banged up I mean heck you could honestly say, say the same thing for Bryce Young mm-hmm. uh, he's been dealing with that shoulder injury so has Robbie Ashford uh, as you see all that tape and you see that the arm hasn't looked quite the same here in the last few weeks um, so so I'm it's gonna be a battle of two banged up teams and 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 I lean towards Alabama's just depth, and that's what concerns me. Yeah, and obviously some depth is something Alabama will always have over most teams that they play under Nick Saban. Weather is supposed to be a factor tomorrow. It may be sloppy. They're calling for rain, uh, sort of maybe like it is today or maybe even more. I mean, Favors Auburn, in, in my favors opinion. Favors Auburn, absolutely, because Auburn doesn't really throw the ball a whole lot, no. and Bryce Young can. So Auburn runs the football, obviously, with Tank and Jarquez. I think bad weather in Tuscaloosa favors Auburn 100%. Uh, sure. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, because it it helps start to eliminate that Alabama passing factor, the enormous advantage Alabama has in that in that area of the game. Now, the last time we saw Auburn play in weather was in Starkville, where they put the ball on the ground quite a few times. So that's something that they're going to have to fix as well. But Fair, they but also they cost also figured out a way right. to 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 move the ball a bunch on offense and score points, and, and, and they really also caused the some well. fumbles as well. So hey. The last, the the other times that my uh, one of my teams have been playing in heavy rain and wind, <laughs> Northwestern's hung with Penn State and Ohio and State. Ohio now State. they've played the toughest game against Ohio. Well, 
they've held Ohio State to the fewest amount of points. I think I think Maryland played the the, the toughest game Ohio State's yes. played now. Well, hang the banner at Northwestern. We hung with Ohio State in the rain. <laughs> when you've lost ten straight games and haven't won since August, you gotta yes. you gotta find some moral victories. Well, buddy. Carter, don't you worry. We're gonna talk a little Northwestern when we come back, but on the basketball floor because Auburn has picked up a couple of wins in this Thanksgiving week. We'll talk some basketball as we wrap up our number one of on the line when we come back. Needed a tree through the roof. Now I'm gonna have to find someone to get the tree off the house and the roof fixed. I hope your insurance covers this. I do too. Do you actually know if you're fully covered? Don't wait until it's too late after something happens to find out that you're underinsured. The Brown Insurance Agency is here to make sure that you understand your policy and that you and your family are protected. Call Lance Brown at the Brown Insurance Agency at 334-758-0088. Lance Brown is located at 3051 Frederick Road in Opelika. Football season is underway, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just sign up with promo code PLAY. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. So sign up today with promo code PLAY for your no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund issued is non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP-LOUISIANA, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY, or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. Most creatures blend in with their natural surroundings. However, one North American beaver colony is doing anything but. This group, having discovered new Yellowwood Protector semi-transparent stain and water repellent, has coated their lodge in a lovely smoky grey colour. Modern look and powerful protection, backed by the yellow tag. Well done. Introducing the first stain worthy of the yellow tag. Yellowwood Protector semi-transparent stain and water repellent. Find a dealer near you. Hey sports fans, Jeff Myers here, pastor of First Baptist Church of Opelika. Well, it is Thanksgiving time. It's Thanksgiving season. It's a time for families to gather together. It's a time to eat all kinds of incredible food. And yes, it is a time for football. Thanksgiving Day, it is just a tradition that we're going to watch game after game after game. And yet historically, there are two teams that always seem to play on Thanksgiving who we know is the Dallas Cowboys and the Detroit Lions. And let's just be honest with ourselves, at least for the last quarter century, neither one of them has really been a contender. So why do we continue to watch these games in these places? It all goes back to decades ago when the NFL wanted to experiment with a game on Thanksgiving, and they were actually willing to try it with their fan base, and they've been rewarded for many years past. Oftentimes, we don't realize the decisions of today may bring favor or the opposite years down the road. Y'all have a great day. You are on the line on ESPN 1067, online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. 
Wrapping up our number one here on the Friday edition of On the Line. Jacob Go with Carter Bird joined by Jack Hunt. Yes, I know. The results on the TV. I get it. <laughs> USA, they played their hearts out. We tied. You, you tied. You played. I believe you, the correct term is a draw. Draw. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a draw, Carter. Or hey, Jack. I mean, in a, hey, in America, it's a tie. That's fair. We don't tie in America. We tie. We, Steve Spurrier has a quote about this. Even though the NFL counts ties. Which is ridiculous. It's fine. (laughs) USA, they draw with England in the World Cup. Congratulations. You play 97 minutes and nothing happens. So, very nice. We love to see that. Nothing scored. Pick up a point in the the totals. Two points now. Sure. Two points. Two points. Wow. Okay. Anyway, let's talk some basketball as we wrap up this first hour because Auburn has picked up a couple of wins over the last couple of days. There's been great basketball in Feast Week. There's been big matchups, big results. We saw Auburn Tuesday night. They defeat Bradley 85-64, to uh, probably the best shooting performance they've had all season. Uh, they take care of Bradley. They put up 85 points, and then they said, oh, you liked that? Why don't we just not do that anymore? And they played Northwestern in what may be the ugliest game I've seen from Auburn basketball in years. 43-42 is the final. Auburn beats Northwestern on Wednesday night. It was tied at 19 at the half, boys. Carter, how how conflicted are you about this one? I'm I'm curious if you have any uh, conflicting allegiances here in this game were you oh, were wow. you rooting one way or the other yeah I'm, you're you're, you're yeah. asking me if if <laughs> no uh it was granted i did do a a post-game reaction uh podcast with zach blacker oh, you, you guys did end up doing that Auburn. uh a lot of fun um we talked about what you guys had to talk about about how it was one of the worst <laughs> basketball games we've ever watched. I, I actually ended up watching that one that night, Carter. It was it was funny because I think they were you were broadcasting both on Locked On Auburn and Locked On Northwestern, yes. right? I think that was a that was a, a joint episode, and to, the majority to... of conversation was about Auburn. <laughs> that was well, fantastic. Yes, because Zach has one of the biggest channels in the Locked On Podcast Network. Yeah. Well, when the team scores forty three points and forty two points, you don't have a whole lot to talk about. You know what it was? It was karma. For me, because earlier in the day I was making fun of Louisville, Wisconsin. No, Wisconsin. Oh, oh yeah, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, yeah. Wisconsin beat yeah. Dayton forty-three, forty-two. The exact same and score. And then Auburn and Northwestern go out and play so exactly bad. the same score. And my one of my favorite moments in that game was that CBS Sports Network crew with about two or three minutes left in the first half. They said, "Well, Northwestern." would prefer to play a game in the 60s, and Auburn would prefer to play a game in the 80s. And I said, well, the offense has got to get cranked up big time if we're going to hit 60. (laughs) They almost didn't get 60 points combined. Yeah. I, what are we doing? Yeah, it was did horrible. Not care for the broadcasting crew. Oh my god, yeah. it was. Awful. I mean, there was something like I think it was in the first half where the, a Northwestern player was driving to the goal and jumps up for a layup. Cardwell blocks him. I mean, it wasn't even close to it. And the guy goes, "Oh, it's a goal ten. What if he close to a goal ten? <laughs> it was like what? what? I well, looking that that crew on the first day of the tournament, there was about ten minutes worth in both games of just rants about the transfer portal and transfers and NIL from the the um, old former coach. And I was like, we don't need this right now. Nobody cares no. what this guy's opinions are. Nobody wants to hear him. No. Well, look, Auburn beats Northwestern 43-42. Looking at the point totals in that game, we got about a 
30 seconds before we get out of here. You had Janai Broom with five. Chris Moore had none. Jayla Williams was your leading scorer. Or no, he wasn't. He had 11. KD Johnson was your leading scorer with 12. Jalen Williams did win MVP of the tournament. Though. Against, yeah. against Power 5 opponents, Auburn's got to find some big guys to give some more production, I think. Wendell Green had two points. That's a problem in my book. Yeah. Hour number one officially in the books. A lot more college football talk in hour number two. Finally, a gym that's ready when you are. Workout Anytime is open 24-7 so you can work out when it best fits your life and your schedule. Workout Anytime with the gear to meet your goals. Rows of cardio equipment, free weights, plus group classes, and individual training with world-class certified pros. Memberships start as low as $19 a month. The time is now for Workout Anytime. Serving all of East Alabama at 501 2nd Avenue, Opelika, in the new Guthrie's Shopping Center. Everyone can boost their digital confidence with NordVPN. All it takes is one simple click. NordVPN will block online trackers, hide your virtual location, and secure your devices from malware-infected files during downloads. It will also detect malicious websites. So catch the Black Friday deal for a one- or two-year plan at nordvpn.com and get three months for free. NordVPN, cybersecurity built for every day. Individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, U.S. Tax Shield can help you take back control. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Our team of tax attorneys can stop collections and get you protected. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the BBB, so call 800-494-6139. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-494-6139. If you own a small or mid-sized business, you know that navigating financing options is more challenging every day. Or maybe you're one of the many who've looked at life and decided now is the time to start your own venture. Either way, the Lee Russell Council of Governments Revolving Loan Fund could be your answer. That's because the RLF joins with a private lender to fund your loan, so you provide only 10% of the loan amount. RLF loan rates and longer financing terms can mean lower debt service for your business, too. As an economic development program, RLF's mission is to create and retain good local jobs through small and mid-sized businesses exactly like yours. So find out more. If you're a resident of Lee or Russell counties, call 334-749-5264 or go to lrcog.com to learn how the Lee Russell Council of Governments RLF can help your business expand, improve, or get started. Equal Opportunity Lender. ESPN 1067 celebrates this season of giving with the 12 days of Christmas. Merry Christmas! 12 prizes, 12 sponsors, 12 chances for you to win. Prizes include a gift card prize pack from Heyday Market, $300 credit from Southern Marksmanship, a one-year premium membership from Workout Anytime, and a $400 New Year's fireworks shopping spree from Sparky's Fireworks Barn. To enter, text the word 12 to 59925. That's the word 12 to 59925. ESPN 1067, WGZZ HD3 Waverly, and W294AR Auburn Opelika.
The following is an Auburn Network production. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 106.7. Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 106.7 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goins and Carter Bird. You're on the line. You're on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. Happy Friday, everybody, on this Iron Bowl Eve. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you all had a great Thanksgiving with your family, friends, and whoever you celebrate with. It's time to start talking some football. We've been talking about the Auburn head coaching search. We talked a little about the Egg Bowl all in the first hour. So if you missed any of that, be sure to go and find the podcast. Just search on the line wherever you get your podcast or at ESPNAU.com. You can find the uh, commercial-free podcast right after the show today on ESPNAU.com, so be sure you go and check that out. Again, we talked to the Egg Bowl, Lane Kiffin. We've talked the Iron Bowl a little bit, but don't you worry. We're going to talk about it some more here in our number two, talking the Iron Bowl, talking the Auburn head coaching search, some recruiting news that we got today. We're going to start this hour with that. We'd love to hear from you. The phone lines are open, 334-321-1390 is the number to put you through to us, and wasn't really expecting to see this news today, but Auburn picks up a massive defensive Huge. lineman recruit flipped from LSU. He is one of the best players in the top 300. He's the best player coming out of the state of Georgia. Huge get for Auburn. Absolutely gargantuan. Darren Reed uh, out of Columbus, Carver High School in Columbus. The 40th overall player in the on three rankings. I think a lot of other sites have him ranked lower, so... Uh, but pretty much a a top 150 player uh, anywhere you can find him. He's a defensive end. This is Auburn's best recruit of the class thus far, um, and has the I think has the ability to bring in more names uh, as we get more into December. It is it's looking like Auburn's about to have a big December. How about what he does to Auburn in the team rankings? Yeah, Auburn vaults all the way up to 28th. In the team rankings right now, which good for them. With the pickup of one recruit. Yeah. That's how big From he is. 50th, is that right? Somewhere around 50th? You, you were somewhere around, around there. Correct. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you are 28th now. And the only team with 12 commits, that, as I scroll up ahead of you, uh, you have Michigan State at 21 with 12 commits. Texas A&M at 17 with 11. And that's about it. Like, There's plenty of room to climb higher, I think, honestly, if you want my opinion. Especially if Lane Kiffin is the head coach, Auburn's going to finish higher than Michigan State in the rankings. Auburn's going to make a run at a top ten class. There's no doubt, and we've talked about the significance of the month of December that's coming up in literally a few days, and that is why we have talked about this timeline between today and Monday for Auburn to hire a brand new head coach for the football program because the transfer portal opens up on December 5th. And that's when players can go in. That's when players can come out and coaches can go after them, right? And also, in the back half of December is when the early signing period is, which we all know 
85% of players sign on the early signing period now. They don't wait till February anymore, guys. They sign in December. This month is huge, not just for, for Auburn, but for the entire landscape of college football because this is the biggest month when it comes to getting guys on your team. So Auburn's got to go and find their coach, whether it's Lane Kiffin, whether it's Hugh Freeze, whoever it may be, this is a huge month of December coming up for Auburn, not just this year, but for years to come. There's some guys I think that Auburn has been in on for a long time. They've got relationships not with just the guys that were here on the previous staff, but guys that are still at Auburn. Um, Steven Rutzik has done a really good job. I think that's how you pronounce his name, Rutzik or Ruzik. Um, I, I can't. Carter, you may know that better than I do. Steven Ruzik. Ruzic? Ruzic, sure. Um, But I think he's been important. I think a guy like Rock Bell and Tony has a a lot of guys that he's been in on. So I think Auburn has the pieces in play, of course, with the NIL uh, collective the way that it is. Auburn's going to generate a lot of excitement with this new head coaching hire, especially if they get a guy like Lane Kiffin or like a Hugh Free, somebody that's a big name that kind of puts Auburn back on this path. You look around the region at guys that I think Auburn's about to start getting hotter on. You got Deron Reed. Um, you've got a guy like DJ Chester who's bounced around. He's down at Eagles Landing, um, who I think is Auburn's looking to get back on campus. He's an LSU commit. I think they've got a real shot there. Colton Hood is a guy who Auburn is also in on out of that same school. Um, another guy that I think is very interesting, right down the road, Zach Etheridge has been putting in the work on four-star defensive back Tony Mitchell who was a five-star at one point I think he's Mm -hmm. dropped a couple of spots I think that's still a realistic possibility for Auburn to land a guy like that of course you've got the two guys up in Montgomery in Quay Rousseau and James Smith who Carter and I have talked about that a little bit on the show before um, on after the game but those two guys I think are some of the most important recruits that Auburn has had in a really in a really long time in terms of what it could mean for the program you get those two guys Auburn's getting five stars in Alabama and I think that starts to change the narrative and those are just high school recruits that doesn't count transfer portal guys that Auburn needs to bring in whoever the next head coach is obviously the favorite seems to be Lane Kiffin Uh, that has just really been a bunch of of entertainment in the last couple of days with everything that's happened with with what Lane Kiffin has said Wednesday and yesterday and then today with the Egg Bowl last night but whoever the coach is that comes in we've talked about how important it is to hit the transfer portal hard because look we love this Auburn team and, and Cadillac and what they've been able to do this team, there's not a lot there right now. There's just not. I mean, they there is talent. Don't get me wrong. We have seen that talent on the field, but they are not to the level they need to be to be competing Absolutely. in the SEC, especially in the SEC West. You may see that tomorrow on the field against Alabama. You might. I'm just going to go ahead and let you know. So the transfer portal has got to be huge for whoever comes in here, and somebody like Lane Kiffin will hit the portal hard, and not just from all over the country, maybe bring some guys from Ole Miss with him. Yeah, that would be something to to keep an eye on. Where does where does Quinchon Judkins end up? By the way, he he had a tough night last night. He mm-hmm. was not able to get going. I believe if you looked at some places like uh, Underdog Fantasy, his his over under for for rushing yards was like 112 and a half, and I don't think he sniffed that last night. No. By the way, Zach Evans, did y'all see his final stat line? Yeah, not good. Z- Jack, did did I, you see? I it? did not. No. Five rushes. Zero yards. Yep. Golly. Yep. And that for, guy's a for, stud. For a guy, yes, Former he's absolutely a, a, a stud. A guy who was um, trying to close in on 1,000 yards, and he was not able to get anything going. 
Judkins was 22 of 90 for 91 on the game. Well, that room reminds me of what Auburn's got right now. Zach Evans, like Jack said, is a former five-star who is not starting as the running back at Ole Miss because he's got Judkins in front of him. I mean, that's he's got a three-star guy from Pike Road that just lit the world. Who's on dominating? Fire. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome, and so that's what Auburn has right now. But that's what Auburn can continue to do and should continue to do if Lane Kiffin were to come to Auburn. But, uh, I mean, talking again, we wanted to mention the recruit that Auburn picked up today because of how massive it was and just something that I wasn't really expecting to see today. But not only did they pick up a recruit, they flipped him from LSU. Think about that. They flipped him from LSU and what Brian Kelly is doing in year one. Yeah, and I just wanted to touch, touch on this again. I think when you're looking at those high school guys like you're mentioning, not only is important for those flips because, like like I mentioned, guys like DJ Chester committed to LSU, a guy like Colton Hood who's committed to Michigan State right now. Those are guys Auburn's been in, uh, been in on for a long time. I think you're going to get another guy in Reuben Bain down in Miami who Miami's trying to keep him close to home, but I think Auburn is in a good spot with him. I get two guys I think that are so important that Auburn really do anything they can do to get are Roussel and Smith out of Montgomery Carver. Um, those two guys, I think, in terms of what it could mean for your program moving forward, it's not just the fact that they're talented guys, but you go into a place like Montgomery Carver and you win two five-stars out of Alabama against the likes of Alabama, against the likes of Georgia, against the likes of LSU, Florida. If you do that, you change the narrative in the state. And that's why I think having those guys at Auburn could be so important for the future because you not only change the narrative – but then you start picking up more recruits. You start winning games. I think for Auburn's recent, I guess, recent future, um, if you want to say, not too distant future, if you want to put it like that, I think those two guys are incredibly important, namely Quay Rusal, with, I think, the effect he's going to have on bringing James Smith with him. Yeah, I think that, that kind of to your point, I think that there's going to be a huge, just a groundswell of, of recruiting momentum here in the month of December I think you're going to see it with high school recruiting I think you're going to see it with the transfer portal I think we could be talking about one of the better defensive line classes at the end of the day for Auburn in a long time you still got guys like Wilkie Denod like Ashley Williams committed right now Ruben Baines yeah exactly kind of lurking a guy who a lot of people think is going to end up at Auburn let me throw this out here obviously Auburn is on the road tomorrow in the Iron Bowl how big of it would be for a win? How much huge. impact would that have on recruiting? Yeah, I, th- I think huge. Just like in the same in the same vein, right? It's you're you are asserting yourself as a program that you should at least look at if you were an elite player in Alabama. For a long time, Alabama's dominated it. If you're Auburn, it's about changing the narrative, and the way you, you do that is, is the way you do that is you win is you win these battles. Not only do you win on the field, you win recruiting battles. You win in just about everything. You get your name in front of Alabama in anything you can. Yeah, and you'd be winning with an interim head coach with about half of a staff with a roster that is depleted of talent compared to what is going to be on the other side of the field tomorrow in the Iron Bowl. So I think it'd be huge. And again, obviously you're on the road, so you're not hosting recruits or anything, but they are watching. I mean, this is it may not be the biggest game tomorrow in the country based off of playoff implications and stuff like that, but we all know what the Iron Bowl is. And everybody, no matter what they're doing, 2.30 CBS on Saturday after Thanksgiving, people sit down to watch the Iron Bowl. They just do. And so that includes recruits. That includes their families. That's what tomorrow means. And you know who knows that? 
Cadillac Williams. Yeah. He knows that. Definitely think so. You think of it a lot like Clemson and South Carolina. I mean, in that state, South Carolina is the name school. They're South Carolina, but Clemson is the school that everybody looks to in that state. They're the school in South Carolina. So it's not just about, oh, Alabama's in Alabama. They're the name. So you have got to change the narrative somehow. And I think this would go a huge, huge long distance for Auburn if they were to win this game with Cadillac Williams at the helm. Yeah, and I think they they have a chance. And we'll talk about this a little bit more later on and give our final picks for the Iron Bowl. But this is not the only storyline coming into today, coming into tomorrow or this weekend. Obviously, all of the buzz around Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss, what his future looks like over there. We saw Ole Miss lose in the Egg Bowl last night. We heard his comments after the game. Uh, people, uh, reporters asking him what his future looks like. Has he been asked by Auburn? Has he been offered by Auburn? And the one that sticks out to us, and we've talked about why he had to say this, but they straight up asked him. They said, if Auburn offers you, do you see yourself being the coach here next year? And he said, yeah. And so far... You don't really know where this stands because one day you'll feel like, okay, it's really going to be Lane Kiffin. But then another day you're like, well, maybe not so fast, right? Maybe it'll be somebody else. Maybe Lane Kiffin decides to stay in Oxford. This has been a bumpy ride and it's been really just a weird situation with with Auburn and Lane Kiffin or maybe somebody else. Yeah, I, th- I, I'm, I think everybody's just ready to get this thing over with one way or the other and I think we're, we're we're close. We're close. It's just a matter of uh, when when this thing wants to uh, when when the people making the the decision want to to finally finalize this thing. Right, and we've talked about how Auburn has kept this close to the chest extremely. They have not let anything out, and I think that's good because that's pretty much the first time that has ever happened, and I think it's going to end up being good for Auburn in the long run because now they don't have to deal with media. They don't have to deal with fan backlash. They don't have to deal with all of those things that happen when a name gets leaked or news gets out. They can do what they want to do and have an internal... Uh, not investigation, but internal search on what they want to do and discussion and then do what they want to do and what they think is best for Auburn. So I think that's good. We've got a question of the day. It revolves around this. I want to get to it. Let's get to a break. 334-321-1390 is the number. We'd love to hear from you. Question of the day when we come back. The 8th Annual Christmas Community Concert Series, sponsored by the Music Ministry of Auburn United Methodist Church, begins this Sunday with a sensational a cappella performance by Voktiv. Celebrate the music of the Advent season with the 11 beautiful voices of Voktiv. The concert is free this Sunday afternoon, November 27th at 3 in the Sanctuary at AUMC. Details at christmasinauburn.com. It's better at Brubaker, and here's why. Safe big at Brubaker during the Black Friday sales event, where you can lease a select Jeep Grand Cherokee or Jeep Gladiator for only $4.99 per month. That's right, $4.99 per month. Plus, we'll give you more for your trade-in. Rain or shine, you can buy online anytime at Brubaker.com. Must finance with Chrysler. See dealer for details. 10,000 miles, 39-month lease. $29.99 to its signing. Offer expires November 30th, 2022. It's better at Brubaker.com. 
Hey, it's Carter Bird from ESPN 1067's On the Line. Join Jack Hudden and me after every Auburn University football game this season for After the Game. Jack and I will be providing post-game analysis and taking your calls. Sound off on the Auburn game as soon as it's over. Join After the Game on ESPN 1067. Presented by Urgent Care Clinic. Open at 8 a.m. seven days a week. No appointment necessary and no wait times. Get better with urgency at Urgent Care Clinic in Auburn. Most creatures blend in with their natural surroundings. However, one North American beaver colony is doing anything but. This group, having discovered new Yellowwood Protector semi-transparent stain and water repellent, has coated their lodge in a lovely smoky gray color. Modern look and powerful protection, backed by the yellow tag. Well done. Introducing the first stain worthy of the yellow tag. Yellowwood Protector semi-transparent stain and water repellent. Find a dealer near you. ESPN 1067 celebrates the season of giving with the 12 days of Christmas. Merry Christmas! 12 prizes, 12 sponsors, 12 chances for you to win. Prizes include a gift card prize pack from Heyday Market, $300 credit from Southern Marksmanship, a one-year premium membership from Workout Anytime, and a $400 New Year's fireworks shopping spree from Sparky's Fireworks Barn. To enter, text the word 12 to 59925. That's the word 12 to 59925. Data rates may apply. Or register at ESPNAU.com. While you're there, see rules for all of our contests. Prizes awarded each weekday beginning December 1st. A new prize, a new winner every day. It's the 12 days of Christmas. Celebrate and win with ESPN 1067. Hey, sports fans, Jeff Myers here, pastor of First Baptist Church of Opelika. Well, it is Thanksgiving time. It's Thanksgiving season. It's a time for families to gather together. It's a time to eat all kinds of incredible food. And yes, it is a time for football. Thanksgiving Day, it is just a tradition that we're going to watch game after game after game. And yet, historically, there are two teams that always seem to play on Thanksgiving who we know as the Dallas Cowboys and the Detroit Lions. And let's just be honest with ourselves, at least for the last quarter century, neither one of them has really been a contender. So why do we continue to watch these games in these places? It all goes back to decades ago when the NFL wanted to experiment with a game on Thanksgiving, and they were actually willing to try it with their fan base, and they've been rewarded for many years past. Oftentimes, we don't realize the decisions of today may bring favor or the opposite years down the road. Y'all have a great day. You are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Question of the day here on the Friday edition of On the Line on this Iron Bowl Eve. Jacob Go with Carter Bird joined by Jack Hutton in studio as we talk the Iron Bowl, Auburn's head coaching search, everything that goes in with those. Question of the day, we'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390. It's a it's a two-part question, but they go together, all right? When will Auburn announce a new head coach, and who's it going to be? Because we've talked about this timeline of pretty much from today to Monday where we said it's very, very important for it to be within this timeline with the transfer portal opening up on next Monday. So 
in, in a few days, it'll be a week, when the transfer portal opens. We know the month of December is super, super important for recruiting and with the early signing period. So in y'all's mind, when will Auburn announce a new head coach and who's it going to be? I think it'll if happen. If you had to say right now. I think it'll happen before we have a show on Monday. I think that is exactly that? when 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 it's going to happen. I think it'll probably happen on Sunday if I had a guess. Bombshell here on on the line from uh, Carter Burton. And <laughs> do you think it'll be the leader in the clubhouse, the Right now, yeah. Lane Kiffin? Uh, yeah, I I absolutely think it's going to be Lane Lane Kiffin at this point. Um but yeah, I mean, it's just a we're in, we're in a waiting game right now and you and you see that being being said by by people elsewhere and yeah, I just think it's a matter of time at this point. I think it. I think in the end, I think it will depend on the Iron Bowl result. I could see Auburn if they win that game, uh, giving things a day to kind of celebrate around Auburn, celebrate Carnell Williams, um, and then I could see Auburn kicking off. You know, the next week, maybe on a Monday or Tuesday, with the announcement of since you just won the Iron Bowl. And now here's the big news: um, Auburn's Auburn's back, kind of giving giving things a, a, a day to die down, and then on Monday coming out and, and dominating the news for yet another week. Um, so I could see something like that. But if if it happens to where Auburn doesn't win the Iron Bowl, which I think is probably more realistic, I bet that they go ahead and do it the next day. Um, yeah, I, I could see something like that happening. If it's not Lane Kiffin right now, I think probably. It, it sounds like Hugh Freeze is a guy that wants the job, and so I, I bet that that would that they would go to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, my prediction is still going to be Lane Kiffin as of right now. I'm genuinely curious of our listeners because obviously the name that floats around for the Auburn job is Lane Kiffin, and it seems like like we've talked about, he has been the guy that is the leader of the pack who has been the favorite to get the Auburn job. Does anybody actually think? that it won't be Lane Kiffin. And I'm not saying that in a demeaning manner by any means. And and if you think so, I'd love to hear so and why. Not that if you don't want Lane Kiffin, but does anybody think that, like truly think it won't be Lane Kiffin, that they think it will actually be somebody else? Maybe all of this Lane Kiffin stuff is just smoke and there's no fire. I, I, I'm really genuinely curious because obviously we know people – there are uh, there's a big group that don't want him. There's a group that wants Hugh Freeze or Dion or Urban Meyer or whoever it may be. But does anybody, with everything that's happened over the past what two weeks, right? Especially in the last forty eight hours, does anybody genuinely think that it will not be Lane Kiffin? I, I'm I'm curious because I, I'm, again, not saying they're wrong, but I would love to hear that. I I think that that Lane Kiffin is. Far and away, probably most likely going to be the option. I would put it somewhere around ninety percent to me. Um, after that, I think it's it could get interesting. I think you could see the reemergence of a potentially a Dan Lanning, or you may see uh, some of these these other names like Luke Fickle pop up. Or we've we've heard a lot about Brian Johnson here recently. The the I believe the quarterbacks coach for the for the Eagles. Well, you know who it's not going to be anymore. Matt Rule, who is accepting the Nebraska job? Yeah, I don't, I don't have, I don't have an issue with that. I, I don't. I. Oh, I think it's a great hire. I, th- I think that's a great hire for Nebraska. Oh yeah, I mean, I think it's a good hire, but, but I just don't, I don't, I don't think it plays into the Auburn situation much. Yeah, yeah, no, not I, anymore. 
Not anymore. I think there was a time it may have, but I don't anymore. think there was ever a chance Matt Rule gets to Auburn. I really don't because talking about those boxes that you have to check to be the head coach at Auburn, either having Auburn ties or having SEC ties or both, he didn't have either one. And mm-hmm. I just don't think – I think that would have held him back from ever being a, a true candidate for the Auburn job. To me right now, it, it seems like if it is not Lane Kiffin, it the, the reporting that's out there, it seems like Lane's the number one guy and it's almost like Hugh Freeze is sitting there at number two ready to accept it, it seems like that. I don't know if it is, obviously, but it seems like it is like that. I think if it does get to a number three guy, you'd probably see Auburn look at someone like Dan Lanning. Um, to I know that's Carter's number one guy, and so I would actually like to see if, if Auburn strikes out on the lane to go after Lanning, but I think you would probably see something sl- – shortly after that go to Hugh Freeze I I just I have a hard time seeing that I really do yeah, I, really. I know I know he's he he's the hottest name right now for for that next spot I just I don't in my gut I don't what Hugh it. Freeze interesting huh. yeah I, I'm kind of with you I'm kind of with you I think if I think if Auburn goes after Lane and he says no I think this could be the situation that we previewed a few weeks ago it could be a name that nobody's talked about or very very little talked about right because we saw that with the athletic director search it was a name that nobody had even thought of and all of a sudden oh here's John Cohen from Mississippi State 48 hours later bam he's the athletic director I think that could be a situation here if Lane Kiffin doesn't take the job for whatever reason I think it could be somebody completely random it's a good point you've seen Brian Johnson's name come up now all of a sudden the Eagles quarterbacks coach Uh, I mean you know that's something a guy like Mm -hmm. that it'd be interesting yeah and I think I'm okay with that because I don't want Hugh Freeze I don't I don't want him I know he's a good coach I know he's done things in the SEC but I just don't feel good about that if he is the higher but to your point if Lane says no and Hugh Freeze is the number two Going to Dan Landing for number three is not an option because I think Hugh Freeze would take this job in an absolute heartbeat. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think if it's offered to him, I think he's he's coming. I agree. So I don't know if he's the number two. Nobody knows if he's the number two. But I think it's safe to say that Lane Kiffin's the number, the number one with everything that's been happening. But the question all comes back to when will Auburn announce it and who is it going to be? Can somebody explain to me how he's going to go back to Ole Miss after this? Because the fan base is turning on him. The damage has done, has been significant. Their response and change in mindset over the past week has been insane. They have they've a new bi- mindset every day. Bi- bipolar all, all week. They'll it's go from ridiculous. him being a great coach, the best thing that's ever happened to college football, to, oh, well, he's lost his last three games. Good luck, Auburn. Enjoy yeah, him. Yeah, like, last night it was Auburn, you can have him, was the, was the reaction on social media. I mean, but they, they, what they, if they, they had won done. that game? Would they have been like, oh, please stay. We want you to be our coach. Yeah, well, it, it would have stayed with that that – Wednesday night, you know, you saw the stuff that Lane was telling people he was going to stay, and that barring significant changes, they would have run with that. And what have you seen? Game. And what have you seen from Auburn people? Mostly it's from been the same. Auburn on social media, it's been the same. It's mm-hmm. been it doesn't matter. We know he's had some struggles his last few games, but we still want him. Yeah, I mean Auburn. Auburn would be. I don't know what the word is there. He's got to be an option, and I think he's the number one option. Now, whether he says yes or no, we don't know because it's Lane Kiffin. He is so out there but so unpredictable at the same time 
That's what makes all of this that much more confusing. The fact that it's Lane Kiffin, out of everybody, every coach in America, it's Lane Kiffin who is known to be this sly, outgoing, but confusing, do-whatever-I-want-to-do type of person. And then you've got Auburn who, for the first time in history, is just locked up tight with with their lips sealed, not saying a single word. This is an interesting point that Carter brought up uh, on after the game a couple of weeks ago is that if 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 Lane Kiffin does end up going to Auburn how does Ole Miss rebound who do they go right. get because you haven't really we that had that's something that hasn't really been talked about who does Ole Miss end up with after that and how are they going to be anywhere excited about their program moving forward because you lose a guy like Lane Kiffin who do you go get them? You're not going to replace them at the same level. I can promise you that. You're not going to hire somebody at Ole Miss that can do what Lane Kiffin's done there. I mean, that's that's a guarantee. We've got 30 more minutes here on the Friday edition of On the Line. We'll talk and preview the Iron Bowl, give you our picks when we come back. This is Zach Alsterbrook with Alsterbrook Law Group inviting you to strap it on tight and get down in the trenches with Tiger Takes on ESPN 106.7. Each Monday, Bill and Dan get the inside scoop on Auburn football from AU tight end and team captain John Samuel Schenker. It's tough, it's hard-hitting, it's no-nonsense, just like we are at Alsterbrook Law Group. So listen to Tiger Takes at 5.30 Monday afternoons all football season long on the drive. Proudly presented by your winning team at Alsterbrook Law Group. War Eagle. If you own a small or mid-sized business, you know that navigating financing options is more challenging every day. Or maybe you're one of the many who've looked at life and decided now is the time to start your own venture. Either way, the Lee Russell Council of Governments Revolving Loan Fund could be your answer. That's because the RLF joins with a private lender to fund your loan, so you provide only 10% of the loan amount. RLF loan rates and longer financing terms can mean lower debt service for your business, too. As an economic development program, RLF's mission is to create and retain good local jobs through small and mid-sized businesses exactly like yours. So find out more. If you're a resident of Lee or Russell counties, call 334-749-5264 or go to lrcog.com to learn how the Lee Russell Council of Governments RLF can help your business expand, improve, or get started. Equal Opportunity Lender. The Drive drive. with Bill Cameron. We are joined by our our regular Monday Tiger Takes guest, and that, of course, is the captain, John Samuel Schinker, joining us. We want to set the tone of the run game because that opens everything up. And obviously, we have great running backs, so it's really a matter of just allowing us to give them creases to hit because if we give them something, they they can make things happen. The Drive, weekday afternoons 4 to 6 on ESPN 106.7. Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Hey, this is Steve Long. And I'm Rob Newman. Tune in every Saturday morning, 7 to 9, right here on ESPN 106.7 FM for hunting, fishing, and loving every day in the great state of Alabama. That's the Cast and Blast Outdoors way. Join us every Saturday morning for all the latest and greatest that's happening in the outdoor world. Cast and Blast every Saturday morning, 7 to 9, broadcasting live on ESPN 106.7. Hey, this is Steve Long. And I'm Rob Newman. 
Tune in every Saturday morning, 7 to 9, right here on ESPN 106.7 FM for hunting, fishing, and loving every day in the great state of Alabama. That's the Cast and Blast Outdoors way. Join us every Saturday morning for all the latest and greatest that's happening in the outdoor world. Cast and Blast every Saturday morning, 7 to 9, broadcasting live on ESPN 106.7. You are on the line with Jacob Goertz. And Carter Bird on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. 30 more minutes here on the Friday edition of On the Line. Jacob Goetz, Carter Bird, joined by Jack Cutton in studio. Starting to talk about the games going on around college football today and tomorrow. Uh, there are some big ones. And before we continue breaking down the Iron Bowl, let's get into some of those. You've got a game on right now, NC State, North Carolina. Uh, that's a good one going on. You've got UCLA playing later today. How about Florida, Florida State tonight, gentlemen? That should be interesting because this has been such an up and down first year for Billy Napier at Florida he's six and five he's got some win and some nice wins but he also has a loss to Vanderbilt so <laughs> yeah got a big win over Utah to start the season yeah that's about the highest of the highs yeah. and the lowest of the lows they play on the road at 16 Florida State Florida State favored by 10 tonight who do you guys got um look I I I think you I think this FSU team is playing good enough ball, and I think you've seen this this um, Florida team fall off here recently, and I think FSU is going to get it done, and I think that that's, that's kind of how I'm leaning here. tend to agree with you. I have liked Florida at times, like you mentioned, Jacob. They When they played Georgia, there was a – there's a little bit in that game where Florida looked competitive against Georgia, which I, I really respected out of them. I think Florida State finds a way to get this done. Um, I, I could see Florida hanging around and, and making this a pretty tight ball game, though, in the end. Yeah, I like Florida to to compete. I don't think they win on the road at Florida State tonight, but I do like them to compete. Maybe not lose by double digits, but uh, I, if this is a win for, for Billy Napier that they need just to get a little momentum at the end of the year coming off of that loss to Vanderbilt. That's just at Florida – that's not something you can do, man. Losing Florida to State, Vanderbilt, that's that's bad. Florida State has also been, to me, they've been surprising this year under Mike Norvell. Yeah. I did not think they would be a top 25 team. They've proven that wrong. I, I think they're playing good ball. How about a score that's going on right now? Jack, you just pointed it out to me. Arkansas just scored. Missouri up 17-14 over Arkansas right now. Missouri's played some good ball this year. Uh, this is a win to make them bowl eligible. Yeah, and what is what exactly is it for for Arkansas? Arkansas is already there. Arkansas and so, six and five, and so there's there's more to play for 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 Mizzou. So, um, I don't know. Arkansas has been a conundrum all year long because one week they show up and hammer a BYU or kill Ole Miss. Yeah. Then the next week they lose to Liberty or they lose to or are losing to a Missouri. Right. It's I don't know what to think about this this Arkansas team, but they are. They're trailing Missouri 17-14 in the second quarter. We've got Florida, Florida State tonight. Tulane beat Cincinnati earlier. They're heading to the conference championship game. Uh, they have not won that conference since like the 60s or something like that. They talked about it earlier today on the show or on the broadcast. So 
Big-time chance for Tulane. They beat Cincinnati to move on to their championship game. Texas beats Baylor. They are now 8-4 and four in what has been an up-and-down year for the Longhorns as well. Uh, you had some other games going on. And then, moving on into tomorrow. We'll get to the Iron Bowl in just a few minutes. Uh, Georgia, Georgia Tech, eh. How about this one, fellas? This is, uh, I don't care what you say, it's the biggest game of the day with college football playoff implications. Number three, Michigan. Number two, Ohio State. The big game in the shoe, Columbus, Ohio. The Buckeyes are favored by eight over the Wolverines. Who wins and why? Look, I, I, th- this game's going to go, it's going to go one of two ways. If Ohio State jumps out with their weapons on offense, it's going to be ugly because Michigan is not built. They are not built to to chase. And if it now if if Michigan can play man ball and pound the rock against an Ohio State team that at times has struggled with its physicality, if Blake Quorum is healthy, which is a big question That's mark a big going into this game, Michigan can dominate this game like last year. I'm leaning towards, because of health, Ohio State. I, and because of that, I think Ohio State's going to cover that spread and make Michigan wow. chase, and it's going to be tough for them. Michigan has been a run-first team for most of the year, and that's what we come to expect out of a lot of those those bigger-name Big Ten programs. They, they want to pound the football. They want to run. Um, Ohio State in recent years and now this year has been a throw it around the yard. C.J. Stroud's going to eclipse 3,000 yards on the season in this game. Um, I, I, for some reason, I really want to pick Michigan because I think there's a really good chance they win this ball game. I think if Blake Corum's healthy, you're going to get uh, a, a really good run game. I, I can't do it. I just can't pick against C.J. Stroud and the Buckeyes at home. So I'll take Ohio State in this one. But I do think Michigan, I think Michigan stays on the four line actually in the college football playoff rankings. Wow, I wow. think they are still in come Monday. Well, well, we've talked about the the situation, the scenario with this game that's being played in Columbus tomorrow. Uh, it seems more likely that if Michigan beats Ohio State, that Ohio State would be able to sneak in the playoff. But Jack believes that no matter what happens, so if if Ohio State, you know, if Michigan wins. Do you think Ohio State stays in there as well? I think so too, yeah. I think the loser of this is still going to stay Interesting. in. I, I actually think Michigan has more of an argument there because they're on the road at Ohio State. That's fair. So I That's see fair. this. I see them kind of as, I mean, you know, it's two and three. I see them as essentially the same ranking. And so I see the winner of this, drop or the loser of this dropping down to four. See, I disagree with you a little bit. I think if Ohio State wins, I think Michigan is out. Just because their resume, it's not that strong. And in some of those games where they were supposed to to demolish teams, they let them hang around a little bit. And we've seen Michigan, uh, again, play with their food sometimes and let those teams hang around. If Michigan beats Ohio State, I think there's maybe a better chance for both of them to get in. But I'm sticking with my thought and my prediction that whoever wins this game tomorrow, the loser's out. And I think that's the safe way to go. I get it. But I think winner's in and loser is out because whoever wins, they're going to crush the other team from the other side of the Big Ten in the championship game. Here's my thing with the Ohio State Big or the Ohio State Michigan game tomorrow. If Michigan can run the ball and keep Ohio State's offense off the field, I think they've got a shot. I like Michigan to cover the spread. They're going to keep this thing within a touchdown. 
I think Ohio State and C.J. Stroud are too good on offense. Blake Corum being questionable for the Wolverines really has me worried about that. And I just think Ohio State, while I don't think they're as good as they've been in the past, do I think they're the number two team in the country? No, I don't. But I think they beat Michigan tomorrow. You mentioned Michigan's resume. Tell me where Ohio State has a better win, I guess, than Michigan outside of maybe maybe a Notre Dame but I mean that's about it that's about it that's a big win especially how Notre Dame has been playing but I'm right there with that as Ohio State's resume isn't great right it's not that great but they do have that win over Notre Dame and a win over Penn State but that's it and And that's the problem Michigan's got the same Michigan's got a win over Penn State um you look at what Ohio State's done. I mean, you talk about Michigan playing with their food. Michigan or Ohio State almost gets beat by Maryland right. last week. Yeah. They go to Northwestern, play with them for a little while. I mean, we know about that one. Yeah. They've outscored teams. They, they've just manhandled a couple teams, so I think you could give them the edge there. But very similarly, I think Ohio State's had some issues here and there. Which is why I think the winner's in and the loser is out. I don't think either one of them have great resumes, but Ohio State's resume is better because of the Notre Dame win at the beginning especially if the fighting Irish beat USC tomorrow I think that's massive as well that would boost them up massively but no I still think winners in losers out in the big game tomorrow I have Ohio State winning I think it'll be a good game I'm looking forward to watching that 11 a.m on Fox looking at some more games as we are picking for tomorrow it's rivalry week in college football we just talked about the big game a little bit any chance South Carolina goes on the road to Clemson and, and gets the upset Oh, absolutely. I think there's a chance, with, yeah. with, the, with the way that they've been playing, you can absolutely uh, assume that they have a chance because they've, they've got the better quarterback. They've got the better quarterback. They just put up 63 points on Tennessee. 14.5-point dogs. I, I think – now, Clemson's defense is really good, and so I think that there is an ability to um, put, the, put the Clemson on South Carolina a little bit. But if – Spencer Rattler takes that game that we saw last week and builds on it. South Carolina is every bit capable of winning this game. Do they? I don't think so. I think it'll be close, though. I think they cover, but I think they they come up short. Give me the South Carolina game. Hey, wow. Spencer Rattler found something against Tennessee. He's not going to win it this year. He's going to look like a Heisman quarterback the rest of this season. South Carolina goes into Clemson and knocks off the Tigers. I think Clemson's defense is a little bit better than Tennessee's, and by a little bit, I mean a lot better than Tennessee's. We tend to pick games and winners sometimes based off what we last saw. I know that's a popular saying. Spencer Rattler looked great against Tennessee. They they ran out of fireworks for, for their touchdowns, okay? That's a lot of points. They put up 60-plus on Tennessee, Clemson, not that the offense is great, but the defense is. I like Clemson to win. Uh, I think they're going to shut down Spencer Rattler. You're going to see a South Carolina team that we've seen for most of this year. I'll take South Carolina to cover 14 and a half just because I want it to be interesting, but I like Clemson to take care of South Carolina. A couple of games we'll pick quickly here, fellas. How about number nine, Oregon, number 21, Oregon State? The Beavers are quietly eight and three and ranked in the top 25 in the college football playoff rankings. Oregon, three point favorites on the road, 230 tomorrow on ABC. I think I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to call my shot here. I think with Bo Nix being banged up, it being a rivalry game, which, by the way, they have changed the name of this game. I don't know if y'all have known that. 
it's no longer called the the Civil War. What is it? Which now? I think is stupid. But um, I mean, I I really don't even I don't think it has a name anymore, which I hate. But I think Oregon State gets it done, man. Wow. wow. I think I think that this is a really good Oregon State team. They've played a lot of teams pretty tough this year. There's maybe too much attention on an Oregon Pac-12 championship bid and potentially a Bo Nix Heisman campaign. Give me the chainsaws, baby. Wow. Wow. How about that? Um, The only reason I think I'm going to pick Oregon in this is because I think Oregon State has some freshmen that are rooted all over the field. Um, They've got them in some really important spots, like their starting quarterback, Ben Goldbrunson. Uh, He's a freshman. He's only thrown for a little over 1,200 yards, which, granted, it's more than – like Robbie Ashford on an Auburn team. Um, Damian Martinez I've been really impressed with for the Beavers, but I do think with Bo Nix being a little banged up, I still think he plays, um, and I, th- I think Oregon does get this done in the end. I like the Ducks on the road as well. Any chance that TCU slips up against Iowa State tomorrow, or do they keep their college football playoff hopes alive? No, I think that I don't think Iowa State has the, the juice to get that done. Quentin Johnston – and Max Duggan, I think they get they get out to a big league early, early, and uh, for once handle a daggum game. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think Kendra Miller's also been um, a nice addition the last few weeks. Kendra Miller's going to eclipse twelve hundred yards on this season for TCU. I think TCU all the way in this one over over a struggling Iowa State team. I agree. I think they keep their playoff hopes alive. Here's one where a team they've got to have a win to keep their playoff hopes alive. This is crazy to say. Number five, LSU. On the road at Texas A&M tomorrow night in Aggieland, College Station, Texas. Can LSU keep their college football playoff hopes alive with a win in Aggieland? I got a better question for you. Can A&M score 10 points? (laughs) That's a fair point. That's a fair question. The over-under is 47, so they're... They're saying so because LSU's favored by 10, and they've got an over-under of 47 and a half. So Vegas thinks they're going to score a little I bit. Just don't, I don't think that there's a chance on the planet that this, this LSU team loses to this A&M team right now. I, I agree. I think Texas A&M's in a bad way. You always talk about easy money, Jacob. I think this is easy money <laughs> if you if you put it on LSU. Ten point spread. I, wow. I just I, I think that's easy money, man. Yeah, I think LSU they're obviously playing well and they have a lot to play for. A and M, surprisingly, I think they play decent tomorrow night. I don't think they win, but I think they're gonna keep it relatively close throughout this game. Jimbo Fisher, he's gotta put something because this fan base is is they're gone and out on him right now. I don't think A&M wins. I like LSU to pull away. They've got too many athletes, man, and you've seen Mm A&M. They've got the athletes, but they can't do anything with them. Give me LSU straight up tomorrow. Here's another one. 15 Notre Dame. That's your big win right there. 15 is where Notre Dame has climbed all the way to. Number 6 USC, 630 ABC tomorrow night in L.A. Can USC keep their college football playoff hopes alive in the Pac-12? Yeah, I I think the weapons are too much against. <laughs> he said with hesitation against yeah. Notre Dame. N- Notre Dame has a really good defense, but I don't know if there's a single person on um this this Notre Dame offense that gives me any confidence that they are going to hang with with this USC explosive team. Yeah, I, I agree. Jordan Addison has been so good. I mean, he was good at Pittsburgh. He's now good at USC. Caleb Williams is going to go over 3,500 yards in this game. 
I, I just don't see Notre Dame slowing down USC's attack at home. Um, I, th- I think USC makes another strong case for getting in that playoff. I like this to be a really, really exciting game. I look for Notre Dame's defense to shut down USC early and it be a struggle all night long, but then you see a Heisman candidate, Caleb Williams, come out late in the fourth for USC. I like them to win. I like them to cover a four-and-a-half-point spread, and I like them to go and play in the Pac-12 championship game. Caleb Williams, I'm looking at his statistics He might right win now. the Heisman, by the way. 33 touchdowns, three interceptions. It's ridiculous. Holy cow. It's ridiculous. And, uh, again, I think Notre Dame slows him down for most of the game, and then they find it in that fourth quarter. He'll have a Heisman moment of some sort in the fourth quarter for USC to beat Notre Dame. Look for that one to be a fantastic game tomorrow night. Let's get to our final break. When we come back, we'll have final thoughts and our picks for the Iron Bowl, Auburn, Alabama tomorrow in Bryant-Denny Stadium over in Tuscaloosa. We'll be right back. Wrap up the Friday edition of On the Line. Auburn Networks LLC is looking for organizations that regularly distribute information about employment opportunities to job applicants or have job applicants to refer. If your organization would like to receive notifications of job vacancies with our stations, please notify us at P.O. Box 950, Auburn, Alabama 36831 or at info at You can also call 334-826-2929. Auburn Networks LLC is an equal opportunity employer. ESPN 106.7 celebrates this season of giving with the 12 days of Christmas. Merry Christmas! 12 prizes, 12 sponsors, 12 chances for you to win. Prizes include a still VGA leaf blower from our friends at University Ace Hardware, an ultimate Wickles Pickles gift basket, a Yeti cooler from First South, and from Rich's Car Wash, free car washes for a year. To enter, text the word 12 to 59925. That's the word 12 to 59925. Data rates may apply or register at ESPNAU.com. While you're there, see rules for all of our contests. Prizes awarded each weekday beginning December 1st. A new prize, a new winner every day. It's the 12 days of Christmas. Celebrate and win with ESPN 1067. Hi, this is Clay McCall here from University Ace Hardware. I've lived in the Auburn area for over 28 years. I'm a retired educator of the Auburn City School System, and I enjoy helping others to be their best. I did this my whole career, and I can continue to do this at Ace because that's our number one priority to help people. University Ace Hardware, located next to the movie theater in Auburn. Ace is the Whether you're a senior golfer or pro athlete, high school football player, or little league superstar, injuries are sometimes just part of the game. When it happens, it's nice to know the Orthopedic Clinic is here to get you back in action. The team of physicians at the Orthopedic Clinic offer the latest in treatment, procedure options, and complete rehabilitation for knees, hips, ankles, spine, and more. Don't let aches and sprains or more serious orthopedic issues keep you on the sideline. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule an appointment today. You are on the line on ESPN 1067, online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. 
Wrapping up the Iron Bowl Eve edition of On the Line here on ESPN 106.7. Jacob Goins, Carter Bird joined by Jack Cutton. We've got about four minutes before the drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck. They'll be coming in here talking about the same things we are, the Iron Bowl, Lane Kiffin, all of that good stuff, every other game going on in college football tomorrow. Gentlemen, we've got about four minutes. Auburn, Alabama. It's the Iron Bowl. We wait on this day 364 days a year in this state. Auburn is massive underdogs on the road to a top 10 Alabama team. The spread is all the way to Alabama favored by 22 points in Tuscaloosa tomorrow. Drop from when it opened. Yeah, but it's moved since the last couple of days. It was at 21 and a half. It's yeah, moved yeah, up it's, to 22 again. It got down to 21 at one point. Yeah. That's about where it's going to sit. Auburn's on the road, 230 CBS in the Iron Bowl. Who wins and why? I think Auburn hangs in there. I think Auburn makes it a four-quarter game. But I don't think Auburn has the depth. Um, I'm worried about the health of Auburn. Uh, I mean, at quarterback, um, offensive line's gotten pretty banged up here recently. Auburn has to have an enormous game out of Tank Bigsby, out of Jarquez Hunter, out of Will Friend calling the game. The game plan has to be as good as we've seen it. And the D-line has to whoop Alabama's offensive line like they did last year. They have to. This has to be a signature game. The a if you want to become an Auburn legend, Derek Hall and Colby Wood, here's here's your chance. Yeah. If you do that, Auburn's going to be in the game in the fourth quarter with a chance to win. Right now, I lean Alabama winning the game, but Auburn covering. I have I have a tight one tomorrow. I, I think this is going to end up. I think I think Auburn's going to keep this within ten points tomorrow. Um, I think the Auburn defensive line is going to play really well. I think the Alabama offense is is going to score some late. Um, I think Alabama gets this done in the end. I think somewhere along the lines of a 31-23 kind of, kind of deal. Um, but I think Auburn hangs around. I think they get maybe a play or two on defense that, that sparks some momentum. I think they got a lot to play for right now. They're playing for Cadillac. They're playing for a bowl. Um and I think it's going to come down to can the Auburn defense hold this Alabama team enough to where they can score with them. I'm not sure that they can do it all the way, but I think they're going to compete. We've seen some historic Iron Bowls over our lifetime and over the history of this game. We've seen them in Jordan-Hare. We've seen them in Bryant-Denny. And no matter what the situation is with Alabama and Auburn as a program, as teams coming into this game, a spread being 22 points in the Iron Bowl is just too much. Not saying that a team can't win by that much because we have seen that before, but I think Auburn will cover a 22-point spread tomorrow. The defense, like you guys said, defensive line has got to play well. You've got to put pressure on Bryce Young. You've got to force some turnovers tomorrow in what's supposed to be a sloppy game weather-wise, whether it's an interception, whether it's fumbles, whether it's a pick six, punt return, touchdown. You've got to have to, you're going to have to have some plays if you're Auburn on the road tomorrow in a packed-out Bryant-Denny Stadium. Block kick question mark? Yeah, anything. <laughs> I mean, literally, anything that Auburn can do to help the offense because we want- know – I want the game to come down to an Alabama kicker. Yeah, <laughs> I'd, I'd be all right with that. I'd be all right with that. Will, Look, Will Reichard. Okay, yeah. let's see what you got in a big moment against Auburn. Right. Well, look, we know Auburn's offense struggles. We know they're going to run the football and they can't throw the ball right now. They're going to have to find a way to do something on offense, get some help from the defense, and get some special teams plays as well. 
I think Auburn's in this game into the second half. I think you see Alabama start pulling away. You'll see a big player too, maybe busted coverage that Bryce Young will hit because he is a former Heisman winner. I think Alabama wins tomorrow, but I think Auburn covers. And you know what? I think Auburn fans are proud of this team and their performance after the game tomorrow. About 7 o'clock or so when you guys come on for after the game, I think Auburn fans are going to be proud to say they're Auburn fans and how their team played in the Iron Bowl tomorrow. You guys will be live for after the game right here on ESPN 106.7 right after the Iron Bowl. Tune in for that. Let's do it. Have a great weekend, man. Enjoy some college football. We'll talk to you on Monday. Maybe we'll have some news. We'll talk about it. Stay safe. I'll talk to you later.